Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Roundtable Podcast with Miles, Joe, and Zach. You can find us on Twitter at PodRoundtable. Feel free to DM us with any content ideas or anything of the like. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Roundtable Podcast. Um, today is Sunday, September 6th. Um, we're at 1.13pm. We wanted to say sorry about missing last week. Uh, again, we say it all the time, but more life stuff happened. I mean, this is, again, a side a side thing, so we can't dedicate everything to it. But, um, we're back here again, hopefully bring you guys a good episode this week. Yeah, real life, real, real life jobs got in the way. I work at a college and we was moving week, so I was swamped for like, six days in a row working at like night and it was it was a blast but here we are and ready to get ready to get going yeah i started on my senior year of college um so i've had a, a big workload this week so it's just balancing that and everything but we have we have a fully loaded podcast today joe miles and myself are all here in the yes, studio so ready to lock in and be sad about ready the to lock in <sighs> sports so boys. yes yeah we'll zach how are, are you are you doing okay no you're not are you so <laughs> mentally i'm doing fine my heart hurts. Your heart hurts. Yeah. Can you can you tell the listeners why your heart hurts? Um, being 0.5 seconds away from the series being completely over with a 3-0 lead, only to watch Jalen Brown miss a block on OG Ananobi by literally the length of like maybe a fingernail, and then it rattles in. Um, I mean it was a pretty clean make, but it wasn't like all net. It was like a little little bit of a, and then it drops. That the uh was the sound of the ball. Um, and then yesterday, I mean I was I didn't get to watch the game. I was at a family party, but. I try to keep up on Bleach Report and on Twitter with my timeline and stuff. And I just, my main concern with this, I don't know about you guys, but the Celtics are a young team. And when they're not young, they're still inexperienced. Like Kemba, he's not an experienced playoff performer. So it's hard to be like, all right, guys, we're, let's galvanize. Let's get together and like, let's figure this shit out. And so it's really on the young leaders of the team to kind of bring it together. Like Tatum has to bring it. Jalen has to make sure he's locked in mentally. And like, while he's a tough guy, he is prone to some mental lapses. Um, like he he's talked very openly, uh, which I commend him for about his like his anxiety and like stuff he dealt with last year. And using a sports psychologist. Yeah, and too. he's he's big on sports psychology and stuff like that. So he we know he's prone to that stuff, which I have no problem with. But it's making sure that Jalen stays out of his head. And my main concern was all right, come out firing, especially after Fred Van Fleet says these guys fucked up. They they're fucked. Like you you're gonna let them talk that much shit after they beat you off a point five second three pointer, like a hail mary pass over a seven five guy. Like everything had to go right on that last play, and it did. And so you. You tip your hat to the Raptors and you keep moving, but you had to come out strong yesterday, and they did anything but come out strong, and so that hurts a shit ton. Um, I had Celtics in seven regardless after even after it was two zero, but the way it's unfolded, it hurts. It hurts a lot because I'm I'm nervous that the Raptors have every bit of momentum right now, and the Celtics are reeling to try to get it back, and I don't know if they're going to be able to. Yeah, they definitely they're definitely scrambling. It feels like the thing that I take solace in is that. When they're playing well, they are clearly the superior team. Like, you watch stretches of all the games, and it's like the Raptors are, like, clawing and, like, scraping for, like, every bucket, like, every good look they can get, whether it's, like, Kyle Lowry just, like, steamrolling into the paint and praying he makes it, and all of a sudden he's gotten, like, incredibly hot from inside the paint Um, versus, like, when the Celtics lock in for a possession and it's, like, a pick and roll, someone comes around another screen, and all of a sudden it's, like, 
a wide open lane for like Jalen to go in there or Jason to go drive or like Kemba coming off a screen and like a wide open three point shot like or Tatum and Tice working their seal together and it's a pick and roll and Tatum comes out and gets an easy layup after a Bach or Gasol sealed off by Tice like yeah like when they're, when they're running the offense it's when like when they're on they're on one team is getting easy looks and it's like how are you going to stop them and then the other team is like clawing their way to make to make buckets and it's like all right like if the Celtics can lock in like they could easily win the next two games and it won't even it wouldn't be that competitive yeah in my opinion from what I've seen no that's how we've seen the games full like I don't know if you have an opinion on this obviously but no I mean yeah I, I agree with what you guys are saying I mean <clears throat> it's a little scary when you go up 2-0 you have all the momentum and you're feeling real confident and then you go into game three it was closer obviously you knew that was going to happen Toronto wasn't going to come out sluggish or you know they basically had their lives on the line on game three because we all know you know we go up 3-0 we being the Celtics did game's over or but series is over i should say but um yeah i think like zach and i were talking about it in the car and i know you guys were just talking about kind of the game plan and stuff but like the zone that they've been throwing at us and everything is really hurting obviously and it's a it's a difference maker and yeah without having hayward which like we were also talking about having someone who can hit you know little mid-range free throw that's going to break that zone and or pass out of it exactly and um tatum's working to be there but he's not there yet yeah, and so, I mean, I still think, you know, regardless, it is tied 2-2. I still think, like Zach said, I think we end up winning. I think it's 6. I think we end up winning the next two games. I think I think next game, game 5, I think they come out, the Celtics, that being in, like, I don't know why. I have a good feeling. I feel like they'll steamroll, but I think the first quarter is going to be huge because whoever wins the first quarter, I think, wins the game next next game. Regardless, whoever's up, whoever's up points-wise, I just feel like, Whoever's going to get, I feel like someone's going to start not slowing down, but I feel like, like you were talking about momentum. If the Raptors keep building on it, it's just going to keep swinging in their, their favor. And I just don't think, I think, and I think with, like you were also talking about the Celtics youth and almost inexperience, it's going to be harder for them to kind of dig out of a said hole or, you know, problem. Like, yeah, the Raptors they're battle tested as you as like they're as battle tested as it comes. They down two zero against Milwaukee last year, then they went back to Toronto and won four straight. I mean, they went into Golden State um, and won games there. Like they closed out the series in Golden State um, after after what could have been a very demoralizing. Like I don't mean to switch too much, but if you really think of what Toronto did last year, it I mean they don't have Kawhi, so that's a completely moot point. But the guys around them, they still if you remember Game Five. They were up three one in the series, and they had um they had the lead. Kawhi took over in the fourth quarter, and then the Warriors started hitting a bunch of shots, and it was like shit. The Warriors are now turning into the Warriors again, and they had a chance to win it by Lowry at the buzzer. Um, the whole championship they had a chance for Lowry to win it, and Draymond blocked, and then went to Game Six back in Oracle, and that was a huge turning point to me. I was like, oh shit, if if the Warriors get this win in Oracle, it's all of a sudden it's back to Toronto for Game Seven, and that's tough. But the Raptors went in there and handled business, and that and that shows championship balls. Like they went in there, they didn't fuck around, and they closed out even without KD. They closed out a tough team, um, and so we know that the Raptors have that toughness to the Celtics. Whether it's um, whether it's a bubble or not, it's you still have to learn how to put a team away and make sure that they there's nothing left of them. And so that worries me. Like Miles said, I think the Celtics come out strong next game because if you really look, it was more shooting variance last night than a lot. Like. Again, I didn't watch the game, but from what I've read and from... They could not hit They anything. couldn't hit anything, right? Like, And Kemba took nine shots. That's like Brad Wanamaker status. Kemba, the second best player on the team, cannot be taking nine shots. Whether they're doubling him or whether he's looking to get guys involved, although like 
maybe some of that falls on Stevens. Again, it's hard to really talk about it because I didn't they, they watch. They were blitzing him a lot were on like, the pick and roll. Yeah, so they were they were trying to neutralize Kemba from what it saw. And like, really, and this is what's tough. Like I like Jalen Brown took a ton of shots and yeah. he could not hit anything. <laughs> But there wasn't like he was. There was only like a couple where I was like, "Ooh, you forced that." Like, what are you doing? Like everything else, it was like they left him open for three, and it's like you have to hit those. You, you have to hit them, but like you have to take them. Yeah. Like you can't just stop shooting it because then it's like then right. they really don't have to worry about it, and it's like you need to at least keep them somewhat honest. You would have liked him to not start zero for eleven, yeah. obviously. Um, I th- I actually really liked that at least he kept shooting and he made his last two before the end of the game. Like he made two in a row at the end. Um. Because let's remember, with, with everything that went on, like they had a chance to put it within, make it a one possession game with like fifty seconds to yeah. go, and and they played atrocious last night. Yeah, like, and it was it was awful, which is why like I stand by like, look like if they figure any bit of the offense out, like if they figure the offense out, these game like they're gonna win these games. Yeah, obviously like last night shows you how much it matters to have Hayward just as like a calming presence to the offense because mm-hmm. so many times like we've talked about on in this even on this podcast like. He gets them into at least somewhat of a rhythm because he makes the right play. Something, yeah. And like hits a mid range, gets a layup, makes a pass to someone cutting for a layup. Like it just gets the offense running the system. He's a calming presence like versus said. like just just scrambling. That was like the fourth it, quarter or in, in the game two. Yeah. At, down the stretch. He had what? Two he made two in a row. Then I think he pat like got fouled. Then I think he yeah, assisted on series, like there yeah. was just a sequence of plays that God is it, kind it of slows in down the, the offense right. and it gets you back on track. Yeah. Versus like this game, they were really struggling and they really tried to get out in transition. And I think like Tatum went one on five, like at least once and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Brown tried to split two guys for it. Like they really tried to force the issue in transition because the offense wasn't working. And it's like, you have Hayward, you're not forcing the issue in transition because you know, you're going to get into your half court set and you're going to get a good look. So, I mean, it's tough. I also, I don't know if I want to take blame for any of this, but, you know, I, I, we've talked in the past about, like, if you want your player to, to come back and make me shut up, I should tweet about them on our account. Yeah. And so, you know, I hit on a, <laughs> a nice little Nick Nurse making fun of his faces. And then they hit it right afterwards. And so then I, like, made a, a joke again and was like, when you triple team Kemba and, and, he st- and like, Tice dunks it and had the shock Nick Nurse face. And then, of course, like, the Celtics <laughs> lose the game with half a second. So I'm like... <sighs> All right, I shouldn't have done that. And the I thing should is, not have done that. I'm so superstitious. Like, my dad wasn't watching. He went to bed. Um, and so he heard me scream in my room, like, holy shit, holy shit. And he's, you're going to hear me yell from across the room, what, 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 what? So I, like, go run in his room. And I, as I ran in his room, I was trying to plan out what I was going to say. I'm so superstitious, so I don't like to say anything. Like, that was a game-winning duck because there's still time on the clock. But I let myself say... Kemba just lay, uh, just pass it to Tice like a bounce pass for a game-winning dunk. Like, I let it come out of my mouth, and I immediately regretted it. And I'm like, come on, 0.5 seconds? That's not even enough time for a catch-and-shoot. I'm like, what are they going to do? I said that, too. I mean, little little did I know I was wrong, but, like, I'm so superstitious. That, like, I feel like I turned the momentum of the series <laughs> just uh, by me was, running about to see my dad. Tough. Like, I'm legitimately, like, scarred and rattled from that. Like, that hurts so bad to see that happen. Like, this might be the, the easiest path the Celtics going to have to the finals in a while. Like, Milwaukee's done. We can transition to that with this, but Milwaukee's yeah. done. The Heat wiped the floor with them. Boonholzer should be fucking kicked out of there, but there's no... There's, like, standing between the Celtics and the finals is two games to beat the Raptors and then the Heat, which the Heat are a tough opponent, but I think I'd pick the Celtics in that series on, like, six. Like, yeah. I don't think... I don't think the Heat have Jay enough Butt's scores. Be a problem. But yeah, Butler's Butler's definitely always a problem, and especially Bam. playoff Butler. Because I don't know who's. Gonna I, guard I actually Bam. think Bam's the bigger issue. Like, you said, like who's got, who's guarding Bam? Like on Rob this team? will maybe okay, but if, I yeah. think it's only a He's matter too of time. That's though. what I mean. I, and they're not going to play him that much. And I mean Daniel Tice. 
Granted, good interior defender, but he's got his flaws. And the and war. He's undersized. And Bring he, the boys home. Yeah. And he gets a lot of fouls. So oh. you can only play him for so far. <laughs> and there's no way in in hell you're putting in Enos Cantor to defend anyone, dude. He Maybe gets you a couple buckets, but like oh. that might have been the turning point in this. I, I just said we yeah, were going to the Milwaukee Stevens thing, but when Stevens for, put, you don't put him in. They were the Raptors were got, so cold in Game Three. That got Van Fleet and, and Kyle then Cantor comes hot. in and they immediately yeah. went after him. They yeah. ran two pick and rolls and Cantor plays drop coverage because he's fucking slow. I'm getting mad. Um, and Van Fleet hits two threes and then Lowry hit a three or some yeah. shit. It was like defensively, it was awful. Like I understand. He was in for a minute. I understand the logic though. Like when they went to go zone and it's like okay, like he's gonna be he's gonna hit easy. Like it's easy to post him yeah. up and he's like in he that little window it. where you're gonna find some a little bit of space. He can hit hook shots. Like and I the get is, the scoring aspect. He but did like, it too. It's ugh. He, he needed was, he needed to go bucket for bucket with them and he just couldn't. With he how was a bad minus six in one minute and twenty seconds of play, and he scored four points by himself. That means he was that much of a fucking sieve defensively that he was a minus six in that short of a time. And sure, yeah. is it all on Cantor? I guess not. You win and lose as a team, but I mean, if you just watch the games, they targeted him immediately in pick and roll. It wasn't like a man Cantor's gonna get a minus there for for a bucket score, but he had nothing to do with that play. I almost wish they went small. And they should have. And, like, had Tatum play center. Or something. Like anything to keep Cantor off the floor, you have to keep mobility against the Raptors. Because who was... I don't remember. Ugh, was it Ibaka that was playing at that time? Was it Ibaka? Was it, was, it, it was Ibaka or Gasol, one of the yeah, two. Yeah, like, I mean, I know that it's tough to go that small, but, like, Ibaka. at the same time, like, let you let Tatum play the five against the zone, and then you have... Trying to figure this out. I know, there. yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, have, like... I mean, I hate Wanamaker, too. But, like, have Wanamaker... Like, I'd rather Wanamaker play, like... Keep like the two. You could throw Grant out there. I, I like Grant. Grant's like... Oh, a, oh, no, yeah, never mind. Yeah, have Grant play. Grant he'll make the, the right play. Grant also... He's a, he, he can't hit mid-range shots, but he's a decent zone breaker. Love he Grant makes Williams. fast reads, and he passes yeah, out of that... that's... Thank you. He passes Fuck out of that nail well, so, like... Grant Williams. Can't, I can't stand Wanamaker. All right. Well, we said we were going to transition, so yeah, let's transition. So we won't keep this going, but... Um, Bucks getting washed. Yeah. Man. Not that's like the only note I wrote was like, Giannis is a fucking fraud. That's upsetting, huh? Like, ah, if I was a Bucks fan, dude, I'm thinking like, dude, we're we're washing everyone. We're about the finals, baby. No, not even close. They've, they've struggled. They've struggled. Take a seat. And so the we, thing is, you can see it coming. Like, did we? Did we go? When do, do we remember off the top of our head when we were playing? Uh, Keep extend like wait extend yeah. fire. Mm. What what do we think about Budenholzer? Do we wait I, on him or fire? I, him? I, I said he looked. Like, I said he looked like a baby in a suit. So I'm, I'm not a Budenholzer fan. Anyway. I think so you did fi- you say to fire him? I think you did I think fire I, him because I, you were saying that. You're like, no, because uh, Who's he against, though? That, that, was, that was the question. Like, I think three. it was like the Spolstra one. Like, it was Spolstra him because we had one. I don't know. Maybe I'm just pulling that out of my No, ass, it, might, it might have been. I don't remember. I went alphabetically by team. Yeah, no, because it was Spolstra. Yeah, because I went alphabetically by team. So it would have been Milwaukee, Miami, and Memphis, Minnesota. Minnesota. Probably. And so I, said, I probably said wait on... I said wait on Budenholzer. I probably said wait, but I would have fired him in a in a different scenario. Like, yeah. The thing is, Budenholzer did this in in Atlanta. Sure, he had less of a talented team because I mean, when they you still run, had four all stars. I mean, he, they were four all stars, but when you run into Kyrie and LeBron, like it's um, tough. I think I think Kyrie was out that series. Was he? Was. Yeah, I remember seeing that online. They were because that someone was posting out at such uh, Atlanta vibes from like whatever year that was. I thought it was Love that was out. And then, no, it like no, 20- it, it was LeBron without Kyrie, and he still washed them. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, dude. Like. And his comments from it's not from this year, but it's last year. Um, I saw some Bucks fan pull it up on my timeline, and it was like, it was it was calling back to the Toronto series, and he was it was the same thing. Giannis is not playing enough minutes. Like, what do you, what do you say about that? Like, somebody asked him, and he was like, "Well, if if Giannis had X amount of minutes can't get us a win, then we don't deserve to win. Like, Toronto should get the win anyway." 
And you can't think of it like that as a coach. Like, if you have the fucking MVP, you play him 48 minutes if you need to. LeBron in that game seven against the Celtics two years ago. Well, just just look at just look at the Raptors game. I mean, just to we're not going to go back no, too yeah, far, but, but like Lowry, Lowry like forty six minutes. Lowry, um, Siakam and Van Fleet all played yeah, forty. Plus those minutes. were the three guys. I remember the three guys. They all played the entire second half. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And, and that's and you can't like I don't even begrudge it. Like that's a good idea. You play your best players. This is when <sighs> it's tough because when you shorten the bench. Yeah, though, you shorten like, the bench, and this is like sometimes in the regular season you look for patterns, and it's like. Man, the Celtic the Celtics snuck out of the win, snuck out with a win there. But I'm not I'm not feeling great going into the next game. But the playoffs, they're all such they're just series. You have to get by how you get by. So you can't think of we didn't play great, but hey, we still got to win. We only have to get two more wins, etc. Boonholes are saying, well, we probably don't deserve to win if Giannis can't if we can't make enough impact with Giannis's minutes. Like fuck you, put Giannis in. Like he's a generational talent. He's as good as Shaq was in his prime in the paint. Like li- literally, like from any time you've ever played a sport that has some form of playing time built in. So, like, anything the, but baseball, probably. The best players play the most. Like, the best players play the most. And, like, if you've ever been on a team and your coach would be like, we need we need you this game to, like, grind it out, like, you do it. Yeah. And, like, and, you just you just do it. And I'm not, even saying, I'm not even saying Giannis won't do it. It's just, I don't think he's... I think he's too nice of a guy to go against Budenholzer. Like, he always says, like, I'm listening to Coach Bud, you know, when when they question the why he's not, Giannis... He's not an alpha. No, I don't... There was... Who said that he was a Pippin? Um, who said that? Richard Jefferson. It was... I, yes. And I don't even disagree, unless he... Giannis with a better skill set. He's not even. He's not even. I don't even think he's got the mental toughness Pippen probably had. And Pippen shit on. He's like, why am I getting brought into this? And LeBron's like, why <laughs> the real, fuck though. am I getting brought into no, this? It yeah, was that he, big shit Pippen, show. Because he, oh yeah, Pippen. Pippen was Pippen, but yeah, he's not a almost two time MVP and like whatever like Giannis was. So it was yeah, Giannis weird. is a better player, but Pippen had a better skill set to be a two. I'm not even. Giannis's skill set is so problematic for the playoffs it's because just Chris Middle. You can keep going. I'm mean, gonna cut you off. But no, it's no, just like they literally. It's just the it's him and flat. Chris Middleton. You have like Eric Bledsoe, who's way past his prime. You don't have should've anyone else. You traded Malcolm Brogdon away, who you should have probably kept over Eric Bledsoe. To be completely honest with you. Oh, easy. And it's he's shooting me so much better. Brooke Lopez is like good. Yeah, he's like what, but he feels streaky. Like I don't know. I've never seen him like. He's a consi- He's like Al Horford. I feel like kind of in that inconsistent. Like, yeah. And the, the, they the just thing don't is, have a good team. Like just, I don't feel Giannis like, isn't a leader. Really, like it just doesn't feel like he's gonna. It's he's a flawed gonna team. He's young. Take yeah. the moment and go. All right, get on, get on my back. Let's do this. Like when you when you think of the reality of that team, how old Giannis now? Is he twenty four? He's, he's, he's a, like twenty five or twenty. He's a sub yeah. twenty five year old Greece kid, like a Greek, like Greek kid. Like he, <sighs> it's tough. Like I, I don't want to bail him out because like twenty five. He's twenty five. Like he. He's the alpha of that team. He should be. He's one of the. He's one of the best players in the league. But when you really think of it, his skill set is not suited for the playoffs at all. Total, total sidebar, real quick. Think yeah. about how wild this is. Giannis is pro- could still be on his parents' insurance. In that, I, I think of that sometimes. Like sometimes I match it. Like I don't. Like yeah. that's wild when you think about that. Like I don't mean to like go off. But, like sometimes like I see guys like Romeo Langford's younger than I am, and it's like shit. What am I doing with my life? Yeah. Like what? That, fuck that sucks. But anyway, Giannis doesn't. He can't shoot. Like, not even, like, a little mid-range pull-up. Like, he's working on them, but it's not enough for anybody to really, really respect him. And so, when it turns into a half-court set in the playoffs, it's, how does that Milwaukee team survive? Like, they have shooting, but everything revolves off of Giannis. And when you watch it, the Heat are just dominating. I mean, the yeah. Heat, they went into the they went into the fourth quarter last game with, like, a, a, multi, like a double-digit point deficit and then ended up winning by plus five. Like, they, they beat the shit out of the Bucs in that fourth quarter. And it was, I don't want to say it's all on Giannis because he didn't play until the sixth, like six minutes left. 
And so maybe that's on Budenholzer, but there's something's wrong. Something is very wrong there. Because well, so this is two you, years in you guys a row. think about that Yahoo article talking about how Giannis, like he's the, favorite, the favorites for Giannis are the already Raptors the Raptors in the, in the Heat. He's gone. He's fucking. It is a weird so thing because I mean, like the Ra- I don't know. They said isn't it like the Raptors because he's got a close relationship with like Masa Ujiri. Yeah, Masa. Yeah, Masa and Ujiri. Then, and then the Heat, Pat Riley. I can see it. And I mean, Jay Butt's gonna be there, and they're still gonna have that young core of Bam no and tax. Tyler Harrell. Like that's gonna be ridiculous. Like that team's gonna be insane for the next. X so like, amount of years with him, they would run. I think they'd run the. East. I think it's it's safe to say he's gone out of Milwaukee. Whether it's yeah. a trade this year or a free agency next year, he's gone. I think also Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are definitely like. Even though what's his name, Elton Brand said they want to keep building around him. I just don't. I don't like. I think you've if seen Phil, the if Philly was smart, like, they would offer. I they would they would offer Ben Simmons for for for, for Giannis. You think you think so? Oh yeah, you you make a package around Ben Simmons and picks. Isn't it isn't it the same? I mean, he he's a better he's a much much better passer than Giannis is like a creator. Oh. But or the isn't wow. it the same thing? Like now they have to surround him with even more shooters. Like Chris Middleton's still gonna fold. Like well, Giannis will at least shoot. I'm saying for more from a Milwaukee perspective instead of Philly. Oh, he's he's under contract though. No, no, they I'm extended. Sa- they extended Simmons. I know. No, no, I'm saying that if we're talking about trying to solve Milwaukee's playoff struggles. Doesn't, oh no! I'm saying turn. Oh, just you're general. worried about Giannis being a flight risk. Turn him into oh. Ben Simmons under contract. Oh, keeping for five somebody. Years. Oh, okay, I got it. I got it. Yeah. No, I yeah, cover your ass. They would. They would be wise because they would be wise to read the room right now and realize that a, he's gone, or b they got to do something drastic to bring him back, like get him back under the right mindset. And whether that's, I saw somebody talk about maybe they trade for um CP3. Who's this? It wasn't anybody like. No, 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 no. I mean, like, who was trading for CP3? I oh, the, the Bucks. The Bucks? Okay. The Bucks trade for CP3. And, like, again, this wasn't any, like, real rumor. It was, like, my timeline spitballing. Like, just, like, normal fans like that I fit. talked to. Um, which is a good which is a good fit. Because, like, CP3 could be a good settling... Pre- they need a presence in that room. There's nobody there. Like, nobody, nobody's listening to Chris Middleton. Yeah, he'd be a good The dude looks like a water room. bug. And Giannis is... Again, he's young, and he... They're all... They're all inexperienced. Like, there's nothing, like... I'm having like a tough time diagnosing what's going on with them on air because there's so many things. Boonholz is fucking up. Giannis doesn't have a great skill set for the playoffs. Middleton disappears every time that it gets like high stake pressure. Until he's not playing the Celtics in the playoffs. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, yeah, unless he's not playing the Celtics. And like Giannis either. isn't gonna and Giannis isn't gonna step up and like say like, "Bud, put me in." Yeah. Like, I you need me back in this game. Like I I can play the last ten minutes without a break. Like, like imagine, let me play. Imagine a must win. This was their season. Like the season was on the line in Game Three for the Bucks. And their best player and a top three player in the league, basically unanimously, unanimously, and the reigning MVP, and possibly back to back MVP. Yeah, and defensive like player of the year, like the whole whatever. fucking nine yards, and he's not until the sixth minute. There's six minutes Com- left, and you're compared to on the like line. Kyle Lowry played the entire second half. Defensive like, MVP too, or defensive player of the year. year like, as you said, he has to be in the game. The co- what are you doing? Whether it's if he, Bud's he, not putting him in the game, Giannis needs to go to the go to him, grab him by his 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 small his baby coat. Head. Well, I guess they're not wearing coats now. Now they're wearing polos because they're grab his polo. casual. But grab his little collarless polo and go, put me in doing? this game now. <laughs> yeah, I like that look, to be honest. I can't lie. I do like it's the, the Tiger Woods. It's the Tiger Woods it's collarless like, polo. I noticed like that Nick uh, Nurse is wearing the one with the little chevron on it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I know that polo. It's yeah. like the first four games in college basketball where they uh, go to Hawaii and they wear those, like, the Hawaiian Ooh, shirts oh, and the coaches all. Up. Yeah, dude. Um, Can I just say real quick sidebar as we were talking about, it, and it's super kind of off track but somewhat related, but when you were talking about the trade of Giannis and Ben Simmons, did you think if they do end up trading him, how they could just send him to the Warriors and how well he'd do around them? 
That's, and then the Warriors would just. Well, that send was the, the rumor like a while or, ago. Was mm-hmm. it like Golden State be, is trying to prime themselves to get Giannis and, at some point? No, but I mean Ben Simmons. Oh, that's Simmons. what I'm saying. If the oh, because oh they want to split. Be, yeah, that's what Curry I'm saying. And, and then because I don't know how the look. I don't know how the numbers are going to work with. I mean, they're going to get rid of a max contract. So yes, I'm sure they'd get it back, obviously, and they could sign then Giannis. But I'm just thinking like Ben Simmons can't shoot. We all know that. Yeah. And his primary thing is being a. Ball handler, and on top of that, a fantastic passer. If he's centered around actual, now legitimate shooter, shooter, like, I don't know. That that would be the best shooters in the league history. I mean, you could do it because you put Steph at the one or whatever, and then him at the three. Like, it will work. I don't know. And again, you're also giving then the Sixers someone to pair up right with Joel, and you can start fresh again somewhat with Mm -hmm. whether you want a wing guy or it's going to be like. Whoever they take in the draft, yeah. I don't know, but I mean that's whatever. That's just a crazy fucking dream scenario, but or not dream, but I mean you know, y- made up. Giannis but, in that same scenario works there too, though. Yeah, no, I know. Which, like he was saying, yeah, I know that was the an original. Been up for mm-hmm. years to do this. Um, which I would think, be I think, uh, nuts. Of course, fuck the world. Oh, Simmons, so I think nuts. Simmons for Wiggins would work, and that with cap wise, it would have to be like another. Because like right two, right now it says it doesn't work, but it still has Ben Simmons making eight million a year versus like. He makes the, the th- he makes Jalen's money. He makes like twenty something. Yeah, and like Ben Simmons, uh, Andrew Wiggins is gonna be, is worth twenty seven. So I think that would work. It would line up, yeah. That would line up, and they would have to send um, like picks, picks and stuff. But I mean, I don't even know if Philly would be into that. Um, just because does Wiggins really solve them that much? Like, I mean, he's not a good shooter and he's not a good passer, and they lose their entire offense and Embiid. No, they'd still, have to. They'd Embiid have to still be getting problem. like a boatload of picks. Yeah. Um. But the Giannis thing is brings credibility because you get the second pick, you get Wiggins, you get other stuff. Um, I don't know if it would work, but it's more Giannis forcing their hand than Milwaukee searching for a treasure chest. Yeah. Like, if if Giannis goes to them and tells them, look, like, he seems like a really loyal guy, so maybe he would give them a heads up, like, look, this shit isn't working, I'm leaving, so do something with me or I'm staying and then, like, I'll just leave at the end of the year. Like, if he came to them with that ultimatum, then then I think it's more, fuck, we got to get something for him now, and whatever comes up, yeah, comes and up. Yeah, it would depend how much it got leaked, too. Yeah. Like, if other teams knew he how was out. How hard is he forcing his hand? Then, like, they're not going to give up much. Like, kind of how Kyrie forced his hand with the Celtics, uh, well, to come to the Celtics from the Cavs, he, he threatened the offseason knee surgery. He yeah. said, I'll just sit out the year anyway, go into free agency and, like, leave. Like, whatever yeah. the fuck. Man, the more I think about it, though, he's so going to the Raptors. <laughs> Oh, Giannis he's is gone. He's so going to the Raptors. Giannis is so... I could just see it now. Oh, dude. He is 100... Can't he just go out west and like, leave us I mean. alone for a while? I'd be, I don't even care about the super team thing no. again. Go to the Raptors so I can wipe your ass every year. And actually, pause. That sounded weird. Right, um, yikes. So we can destroy your ass in the play. That's still weird. All right, let's pause. So let's, All right, moving on. We'll move on, Jack. Thank <laughs> I, you for no. that. So uh, Lakers. His, his Lakers tr- lost game one. His Trump, struggles Jack. still transition. No, we're not. Yeah. I don't need Giannis' butt to be our transition, but you made it that. So... Lakers lost game one. <laughs> yep. LeBron didn't show up in the fourth. Yes. Zero points, King. Like, I think I was thinking about it. I think the uh, Rockets have the best Rockets and matchup to beat the Lakers besides, besides like the, the Clippers. Clippers. Yeah. I yeah. just think like if you look, they're importantly not steroids. If you look, well, I just think if you look like over time, LeBron and who he's like facing the teams that he's beaten. I just think the Rockets are like one of those teams that kind of fit in with the style that can match up and kind of beat him and go up against like, cause again, you, it's like I was listening to some and the talent scale from LeBron and AD after, and you look, it's, it's a huge Kuzma and, and then they don't have any, and it's any, and I know defense. Rondo's coming back and I don't know how, I don't he know got, if he's, he got washed, in but I mean, one. he was fucking terrible, but in just in general, I don't know. I just feel like they have the best matchup and shooters wise. They have better shooters. I think in, 
in general, I don't know. I that's why I call them Portland on steroids. I just think they have the wings to can like throw at LeBron and all. Yeah, hundred percent. PJ Tucker. They don't have anybody that's going. Well, well, the Lakers just they don't have anyone I think that's going to be able to do anything to Harden, Harden and Westbrook. Westbrook. That's what I, yeah. Danwell House. Like anybody that can, uh, Robert Covington. Like they don't have anybody to really get out. Like LeBron can defend one of them, but then it's then it singles up AD on someone else. And while he's a really good, like he's defensive player of the year candidate, like level, um, he's not opposed to getting buckets given to him. Like Tatum gave him forty one when they went to LA, um, in February, Boston. That is, so yeah. like this is just a there's a lot of bad matchup for the Lakers all around in these playoffs. Like that's why I everybody like. The Lakers, oh, we're underdogs. A, you're the first seed. You're not an underdog. Fuck off. But two, maybe you deserve to be the underdog if you are. Like, besides LeBron and AD, your team fucking reeks. Like, it stinks to high heavens. And if you're gonna, you're either getting washed by the Clippers or if you somehow get by them, whoever's coming out of the East is beating the Lakers, I think. Like, I think the Celtics would wipe the Clip, uh, wipe the Lakers in, like, five. Five or six. Like, That'd I'm, be fun. I'm not even joking. Like, that's... The, the Lakers do not to, have enough I'm afraid to talent. say that just because I still have nightmares of LeBron James's look. Fuck on LeBron. He's, he's, he's not even prime no, LeBron dude, anymore. I, I, like, I, I think it doesn't matter. I'm just, I, doesn't I'm matter. more that, mad. That I'm just scary. ranting by this point. But the I have Rockets <laughs> in seven in this series, but I just don't know like how. What do they do with the shooting? There's, they still, like you said, they don't have any guard defenders, like no perimeter defenders to get all Houston does. We talked about this the last time on the podcast. Was that? D'Antoni's offense, and I got pissed off at him, is because it's just jack up threes and play defense. The Lakers don't have anybody well, to defend that. Play defense. Pl- play defense. Play defense. Air quotes. Finger quotes. Yeah. You see um, PJ Tucker though. LeBron tried working him down. The oh post. yeah. PJ Tucker stonewalled his ass. He didn't move him. An so inch. I didn't realize Great. that PJ Tucker's wingspan was over seven feet. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's that's huge. why he's a, he's a lanky I didn't realize dude. that's why he was like playing center at that height. I was mm-hmm. like, this doesn't make any sense. I just recently realized this. Like, oh okay. Well, if he's because he's he's he can stats. jump and his his wingspan is the same as a seven footer. It's because he's like he's different. also built like a mini fridge too, so it's yeah. hard to move him. So um, it's just. The Lakers don't have a good team. Like, I was even saying this through, I mean, not that I was on the podcast because we didn't have the podcast at this time, but point being, like, I was throughout the year, it, and it's not even like a really, like a, a a fire take, like, wow, he's saying that. It's like, if you just look at the roster, they don't have a good team. Kuzma they're, sucks they're ass. decent pieces, but they have them surrounded by two top seven players in a league. And that Without matters. LeBron there, AD's the, on the Pelicans again. It might be a worse situation than the Pelicans. Like, I don't even know if they make the playoffs without LeBron this year. That's how bad that team is. Like, well, they didn't last year. I know. I, mean, I know they had they didn't have AD last year, but like, they but still, they also didn't. Have, they also had Ingram last year, so like you switch them out. Right, you but, had Ingram and Ball. Yeah, with Lonzo. So, well, granted, Lonzo didn't play well for them last year. He's much better. LeBron for, was hurt for forty. Like, the, yeah, he hurt his groin. But like, but that's the thing. Yeah. You take out LeBron, that team's not good. And so, I yeah, <laughs> Rockets and seven to me, like them getting like I don't think they'll be beat that bad every game like that's that's probably an outlier that they only scored like 80 something points or whatever yeah. it was like they're they'll put up more of a fight and they'll take it to 7 but as long as Harden doesn't shit himself and Westbrook also doesn't absolutely piss down what his leg if you think about the one of the series again well, like, well it was probably like the Western Conference Finals back against Golden State and they took him to 7 who the Rockets one of those game sevens, they only lost because they shot like ten percent. Oh, that was um, that was the twenty eighteen year. Yeah, they they are they almost beat them in seven. I know, and it's just like, and then last year they hit. almost beat them because of Chris Paul's hamstring ripped off the bone. Like, yeah, they couldn't that that twenty eighteen series. They couldn't they, hit. They, they literally just couldn't hit threes. anything. They missed like twenty in a row. Twenty seven straight. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And it's and, like, they, and they didn't even lose by that much even after all that shit. Like, the Rockets do have a core to win. Like Harden is a phenomenal player. Um. It's just the fact of, can A, can he show up because he was terrible in Game 7 against OKC last round, 
but then he made the great defensive play against uh, Lugans Dort to like to win the game. Um, but can Westbrook show up around him? Can Westbrook Westbrook not piss down his leg? Um, and can can Harden himself show up? And that whole thing factors in. And so, I mean, it's a, it's a good series. But people who are like, I've seen people like, I don't know how anybody's picking against the Lakers in any of these series. And how do you think that? I mean, if you just look at the teams, it's so very clear that the Lakers can be beat by a number of teams out west. One of them being the Rockets, and the next series they're going to play because Denver's not getting past the Clippers. Like I'm pretty sure we're all on the same boat about that. Yeah. Like the Clippers, I'm the the Nuggets put up a good fight last night, but the Clippers are going to beat them in like six. They should, but I mean, um, faith in the Nuggets. I can't lie. One of one of our big listeners, Isaiah Graves, has Nuggets in seven. I saw that. Um, That's a spicy take. So Isaiah, if that comes true, I mean. Might have I'm to have you on it. and have you talk about that for something, but yeah, that'd be um, a spicy take. But well, it is a spicy take. It, it is a spicy, spicy win, though. Yeah. Um. But like, there's a number of teams that can beat the Lakers out west, and so me saying Rock and Seven, I don't think is that hot of a take. I don't know if you guys think I'm stupid, but I think I think it's predicting an upset, but I don't think it's like a outlandish upset with what it looked like game one. Yeah. It. I just think it's like the matchups. Like, it's the same. That's why I keep saying it's Portland on steroids. Like, it's just a bunch of shooters that the Lakers don't have defenders for. Yeah. And so, how do you figure that out? And plus, the Rockets have a better defense in the Portland than, than the Blazers did. Like, they have more defenders to throw at LeBron and, like, the Lakers' wings than... I mean, Portland was fucking... It was like paper mache. I mean, there's nobody to put on them. It was like Gary Trent was your best option against LeBron. Like, that's... It's a tough you're, look. You're asking to, to not go anywhere. Um, So, I, don't, I mean, I don't know where we want to go with that. I'm probably just saying the same thing over and over, but, like, that's... So, I mean, I got, I got one other NBA thing I want to just get your thoughts on real yeah. quick. So, Steve Nash... This was weird. The Brooklyn head coach. Dude, when I saw that, yeah. I I have thoughts, but I just want to hear your thoughts first. I don't want to contaminate your thoughts. Um I don't really know. Like, in theory, it's a like Nash is really high basketball IQ is a really smart dude. And so, like, theoretically, he would make a, a good coach. Like, because you need high basketball IQ to be a good coach. Um But it's certainly weird to like you have a team with all these expectations next year, KD, Kyrie. Um, Karis Levert's on that team, like a bunch of talented dudes next year, and the Nets have real aspirations at a championship, and you bring in Steve Nash, who has never coached in his life at the NBA level. Well, look at what Steve Kerr did. He was the um, he was a player development consultant. I mean, like, years. I was gonna say it was yeah. the only experience I could find. I yeah. wouldn't have said like because surprise isn't the word because Steve Nash at some point I definitely with him being you know doing that at some point he's gonna become a coach, but uh. In this situation is a weird uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. My, my, I think the main thing that I was worried about is he goes from never being a head coach ever. Or even like an assistant. Or like an, like an yeah. Like, <laughs> like literally like sitting on, on like a staff that was going to all the games and like managing players to now you have to deal with the locker room of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Which is, maybe that's why they got him because... He knows KD well enough. Yeah, because with the, so Warriors, with the, thing, with the Warriors thing, like there's a KD even, connection, like that. And I plus, understand. he's a little bit of a. I don't want to see a pushover because, like, I don't know Steve Nash as a person. If I did, I I probably would be in a better financial situation. Maybe I could milk some money off Steve Nash. But good one. Get him on the get him on the pod. Maybe, yeah, we would be maybe a little bit more famous. Something you know, like there's, that. There's but, other avenues there. But he's he's not. I mean, from what I can tell, Steve Nash isn't Doc Rivers, and so it's not like he's gonna go in there and start bitching out KD and Kyrie. Right. Um. So maybe that's why they got him. Like smart dude and. You just kind of hope that Katie and Kyrie take a liking to him. I just um, worry, like, what's the first time? So, like, next year I think we'll be fine because basically, like, using his time in Boston Kyrie. to plan out how Kyrie will probably oh, okay. do in 
Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. The first year will be fine. Yep. He'll buy in. It's going to sound great. He'll make a commercial. He might make a commercial. Who knows? He might make multiple because it's in New York. But he's going to he's gonna be fine. He's going to buy in. He's going to want to learn everything. Does get, this year count as the first year? Next. Um, may, no, next year with Steve Nash. Are you sure? So new okay. coach, Kevin Durant's going to be on the, actually playing this time. They're going to buy in. They're going to work hard, et cetera. Sometime next year, they might get into a cold spell. That might be the first sign of adversity. The second year, might it might happen where there's like a real issue. That's when I worry about Steve Nash's ability to manage that locker room. And so that was my main concern. And the other thing is I would have loved Steve Nash to go to the Pelicans. Really? I think that Steve Nash with Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, like I think that would have been a great chance for him to develop and mold Along that team with, guys. with his high basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. And plus then you like you get a point guard coach to develop Lonzo who's going to be a good who could be a really good point guard. Yeah. Um, I, Joe's been talking about It looks like you've got some breaking news for it, me. I mean, it's not a huge break. It's just a little <laughs> weird. Buck signed Josh Rosen. Um, so that's a little weird. They're just getting any and everyone that they can Maybe on offense that has a on the dock lick of talent. Yeah, we were going to transfer to the NFL after this, so that's a perfect segue. So Bucks just signed Josh We Rosen. don't have a, a, hot set, a hot sound for breaking news at the I, moment. I do want to say real quick, before the segue, though, I want to just point with uh, the Steve Nash thing. I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you guys saw it, but he wanted to bring Dirk along to be a part and of his Dirk coaching And Dirk said staff. no. And he was like, oh, I'm not ready. He yeah, wanted, to yeah he wanted to bring Dirk. He said That'd he was, be so funny. He I said, love Dirk. Dude, could you imagine That'd Steve so Nash, sick. Dirk, Katie, and Kyrie? Like, What a weird just a, Yeah, that would have been an, an interesting uh, turn of events if that actually happened. I could see but, I could uh, see why. Like, Dirk's a really mellow dude. Like, I can see why he doesn't want to like. He said he's not ready to come back Yeah, he doesn't want to do anything. Yeah, I saw that. Chill and relax and eat his wife's cooking and stuff that he talks about all the time. Like, he seems like a really cool dude. Like, his his wife used to make him all those pregame meals. Like, he'd bring in, like, little, like, paper... The go uh, bags. The little bags. Like, they was, like, the cutest thing in the world. So, he probably just wants to chill at home and do that. I don't know. You know all what right. else is chill at home? So, we'll hit our segue. So, Thursday Josh Rosen to the Bucks. And they also, obviously, got Leonard Fournette. Yep. They're getting who, anybody. Anybody that they can sign, they're signing. Who was the... Who was the backup to Brady? They had Blaine Gabbert and um, Blaine some Gabbert. other goofy, like... Um, now it's Josh Rosen. I don't know, some third string. Yeah, that, that I know like, of it was Blaine Gabbard and someone else, some goofy motherfucker that's like an undrafted guy. Okay, there was like that, that cool picture that. of Brady um, with the, like, the yeah, dark the visor, visor on, and he's like doing like the, the Kodak black um, thing. He's like chilling like this. So um, I think it's a good signing because, like, I mean, while I think Brady's going to be awesome this year, there's also like, while he's never really injured, he's also, you, you do need an injury thing behind him, like an injury replacement like okay can we trust this guy even a little bit to go in there and do anything i would oh. trust josh rosen a lot more than oh no absolutely ever. but like that's i don't why even I like know if i would just from like is it learning time? the system mm-hmm. and like whatnot but i think for me i just trust aaron to kind of coach him I, a little bit i talked about this i don't know if, i forget when i talked about this it might have been on our live draft show that um we did that we sponsored um the the bucks to me were a candidate the two they need to draft a quarterback they needed to draft a quarterback this year or next year because Brady's not going to be around forever. Brady's not your long-term option. Yeah. Obviously, you're not taking a quarterback in the first round. You're not taking even in the second round. I think earliest that they could have done it was third. Yeah. Uh, but my thing is, like, he's not your long-term option. He's there for two years. Maybe he signs again after that for like another a year. year. Maybe he goes somewhere else. After three years, though, you're not really, um, you're not really looking to do that. So <laughs> it makes sense because, like, Rosen was a highly touted prospect. Yeah. Got sent to the worst possible situation, mm-hmm. yeah. Where he had they, he flashed talent his first year in Arizona, but then they got a new head coach who was in love with Kyler Murray. Yep, Cliff Kingsbury, who Hello. 
when he was in college, still coaching at Texas Tech, he would, as he said, if it was up to me, I'd pick Kyler Murray number one. And then he did. And anyway. then he ended up getting the number one overall pick by going to Arizona. Mm-hmm. So like, he got booted out of that system, which like, who knows if he would have done well there. You go to Miami, who was like, had no intention of winning football games last year. Their whole goal was easily to tank yeah. to get Tua, which it worked. So he basically just got thrown into these situations where like no one really, they didn't want him because there was someone else that they wanted. And it's hard to stick on like right. anywhere. And so now I was always big on getting Rose into the Patriots. I was, I was just going to say, that. I was like, look, he was a top, he was a top prospect. Get a there were some questions. There were some questions about his, his um, love for the game, his love for the game. But it was the exact same questions that people were asking about Jalen Brown. Oh, he's too smart. Is for... he too smart? Is he going to want to stay focused? Is mm-hmm. he going to want to do other things? And it's like, you can't punish a guy for being an intelligent man. Like, yeah. stop. Stop being smart, dumbass. Like, like to <laughs> shut up and dribble, shut up and play. Like, yeah. you can be an intelligent person. Like, stop that. Yeah. So my thing was like, it's your opportunity to get a high value player at a low cost because of other shenanigans. And it's like, so now the Bucks just got a guy that was drafted in higher part of the first round was a high prospect coming out that year and gets to learn from Brady. And maybe he's the starter in three years for Bruce mm-hmm. Arians offense, which is pretty quarterback friendly. I feel like what like you bring up the Patriots thing is a good segue. What I'm about to say, I feel like the bucks and like bucks fans, I guess are living <laughs> the Patriots fans dream. Having, <laughs> having an old Tom Brady surrounding him with amazing offensive pieces Just and getting, getting a young, him everything talented he wants. Quarterback. Oh like, God. That's You're what we were so begging, right. We were begging for that for years. Like, Bringing a troubled, a troubled quarterback with a shit ton of talent, and it was always Rosen. Like that was one. Like Belichick would love his smarts and stuff like that, and get Brady a bunch of weapons, let him coast into his final years. Oh, it was always, it was always that they're it doing was, that. Yes, always is, and they're exa- and they're doing that exactly now. Load up with weapons. Any Tampa. guy that hits the free agent market, that's a get good him. weapon. Immediately. grab him. Big Tampa. Whether fan. whether it even whether it even benefits Brady a bunch or not, like Fournette's not gonna be out there catching screen passes and taking it eighty yards, but any offensive weapon helps. I mean, shit, and the Bucks realize that they're doing it. Oh, that makes me frustrated. It just kind of like yeah. dawned on me sitting here. Like, that's exactly what I wanted the Patriots to do for so, right, many so we'll, years. To flip to the Patriots roster stuff, uh, <sighs> Lamar Miller got cut. Slightly surprising, but also not completely surprising. I, I have to own this a little bit. I was very, <laughs> I was pretty high on the Lamar Choo-choo. Miller signing and like what that could bring the offense. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was for good reason though too. Like, it's not like Lamar Miller's yeah. a bum. Well, so here's here's the thing. First, the speculation that. The knee's still a bit of an issue. He passed his physical, but the knee's not ready, mm-hmm. which is why he got cut. Maybe he'll come back later um, when the knee's ready. Like, that's some stuff I saw online. The other thing it tells me is that they love Damian Harris. Yeah. Because all the reports were how good Damian Harris looked in camp. And now he's hurt. Obviously, now he's hurt, and that was a question mark. of like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they cut Lamar Miller after that, to me, says... He's been great. Damian Harris will be fine. He is the he's the back that can do multiple things that they wanted. It's a hand thing, right? It's a pinky finger. Okay, that's very minimal. Yeah. So to me, it says the injury is minor. He might miss a week, and that they really like what he can do to the offense. And I think it'll be a good fit. And like I, I really just think that it's showing that a you drafted a third round running back the year after you took Sony in the first. You don't trust Sony. He's done. He's gone after this, after his rookie contracts. Agreed. He, yeah. Sony is too one-dimensional for them. Damian Harris can do multiple things. Damian Harris is what they wanted Sony Michelle to be. Correct. And I, I just think that this is showing, like, they really now are trying to value 
a running back that can do both because it was too one-dimensional with Sony. It was too one-dimensional with Legarrette Blunt. You knew what the, you knew it was a run. It was it was it's a running joke on Patriots Twitter, but James White's in, it's a screen. Sony Michelle's in, it's a run, and it's like it's a run or it's a play action pass. And, like it's it, he, but he's not a threat. Yeah, no, and if and if our dumbass is sitting at home on the couch can realize that, you're telling me NFL scouts and coaches and staffs can't realize that. Like it it was it bogged down the Patriots offense last year. Like there was no. There was no variance to the running back coming. Like even when you would throw at Michelle, I'm a huge Sony Michelle guy, but he would it would hit him in those, like his pan hands. It just and looked drop it. it just looked awkward every it, time. Like he almost looked nervous to catch the ball. Yeah. He was like, "Holy shit!" Like I don't like. And they weren't I gotta like, get this. And it's not like they're like they're getting fired in him too. It's oh, like I know. A swing it, pass. I know. Literally, here you go. He's, and he's like scared to catch it. And, like it's like what you throw to your five year old like cousin. You're like, "All right, hands out. <laughs> don't don't drop it. Catch it. it." So Sony Michelle catching passes was like that scene in the Sandlot. Where Benny's like, just stick your glove out and please I will hit the ball it. at your glove. Please catch it. Please catch and, it. Please. And Sony's like, I shut. Don't drop it. Don't Did drop he do it. that he once? Just... I swear there was. A... Maybe one, uh, one of his games against the Jaguars. He I just, remember he closed his eyes. Just closed and it was coming. I'm like, oh my. Do and you do this every time? It's frustrating too because that was not Sony at UGA. Like at, at Georgia, he was so dynamic. Like people were talking about him. Like I remember. Alvin Kamara. I, I remember reading that he could be an Alvin Kamara type. Like. Expect him to flash. Like, if he's himself, expect him to flash. He'll be all over the place, dynamic, running back. And he's been anything but that. Um, he just, and I don't know how much of it's the knees. Like, how much of it like is it? His, he just doesn't trust his body like, anymore. Yeah, it's like, just, he's cooked. He's he's torn so many ligaments and has been so hurt. And so I don't blame him for it. Like, I'm just, not like... How do you... Like, you just think back to it. Like, yeah, at the time, it's like everyone's excited about it. You think it's a good pick. But, like, you must know that at some point. Like, I don't know. I know his knees have gotten... Like worse overtime just throughout the NFL. It was, it was bone NFL, on bone just, at the draft. Like they knew. So something, but that's what I'm saying. Like you well, he, take a first round flyer and something like he did. Like he, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. I remember with his rookie training camp, there were flashes of him being really good. Yeah. And there was like reports of like, oh, he took a screen pass today and he just broke it. Like he just the burst coming out of that was. And amazing. then he hurt his knee. And then he hurt his knee at training camp. And yeah. I think that was the injury that did it. I think it was like manageable. And then he finally did something else to it, and it was like, it's never been the same. And then he heard it against the Jaguars on, like, his return game, and it was like, yeah, man, like, you, you feel for the guy, because, again, so dynamic. At, like, if you watch that Georgia championship, like, that bowl game, whatever it was. The um, Rose Bowl, I think. Whatever they, whatever they were in. Against like, Oklahoma, he was the MVP though. of that game. He, yeah, was, he, he ended up, it was a game-winning touchdown, I think, that he had, too. He was the one who ended up running in and over. Well, no, isn't that the Oklahoma. game they lost to Alabama when oh, that was Oklahoma. Tackle by Loa came? That was... They lost that game, yeah, but that was the goal of the game before, before that. Yeah, 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 is okay. what I'm saying against yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of those games I'm trying to remember it was probably that one that he was wicked dynamic in, and it was like, this is like a flash of what this guy can be. And so I don't blame the Patriots for taking him, and I don't blame Sony Michelle for his struggles. It just kind of happens, but it sucks because that so many years in a row the Patriots are just not getting first round talent out of drafts when they need to Tough. be. Um, and they and this is what they do, right? Like their whole thing is we're gonna take. The guy who's there at, realistically, it's been, what, 28 to 32? Yeah. Because they always made the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. It was who's there at 28 to 32 that has the upside of a top 15 pick. Yeah. But is here for injury reasons. Dominic Easley. For Dominic Easley. He would have been, what they say? They said he, he would have been a top, a top, 10 top five, top 10 talent. But his knees were gone. But his knees were gone. And mm-hmm. looked up. Guess what? His knees, knees were gone. His knees were gone. Uh, Malcolm Brown, another guy that fell due to whatever reason, who yeah. they were like, this guy should have been a top 15 He was like pick. a Vince Wilfork type coming out of Tennessee. Texas. 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 Yeah. 
And, um, I remember the Longhorns helmet. Yeah, and yeah. then he just he just busted, and it's like he was falling for a reason. They they try to sw- they they see if they can fix him. It feels like their first round strategy is we're gonna swing and miss at the guy who has all could this be potential upside. Like could a, be the highest upside that's still gonna risk, be here, or like a low. It's a risk, low floor. Like, it's yeah, low it's, floor, but like they could boom. And they're hoping they're hit one of these. And then they try to get safer with the third round picks because they hit stupid. so many on these third round guys that are solid players. Yeah. It, see that that drafting strategy seems ass backwards to me. Like I don't I don't think we meant to transition to like a draft thing here, but um like from a Patriots fan point of view, they haven't gotten anything out of drafts, like substantially. Um, at least the early early parts of drafts for years. Like I couldn't tell you the last time a first round pick really stuck and made a made a difference. Uh, Chandler Jones and Dante Hightower 2012 was like is that or, or whatever that was like I really can't think of a first round pick they've had that's like a part of the offense a part of the defense and he's critical and he's integral, integral. the ones that I can think of that hit were like the last time was Cordy Chandler Jones Dante Hightower in the same year Dante they, Hightower they Shaq Mason the first rounder no he's a third rounder third. coming out of like Purdue or something he's Purdue who's some oh uh, Georgia Tech um, that's where he came from. He was like some. Makins yeah. was a first round pick, I think. Yeah. But like none, none of the the thing is we're having to rack our brain. None of these are recent. I know, and it, it, yeah. I was thinking about it too. It kind of sucks because like you were saying, and it's so ass backward to be like, I get it. Like again, you have this super high ceiling potentially, but it's such a low floor if they don't hit, and it's like you can't. And do you that. look at the board and you're like, how? Oh my god, that guy's there. Please, like you got to take him because it's just like it's the best player on the board, and I don't know how you don't, especially at those twenty eight and thirty two numbers. It's like. Do, you're not. I don't think you're going for fit here because there is really clearly nothing that your team needs necessarily. Yeah. If you're at 28 and 32, your team is clearly good at this point. You just need to build more talent. You just need to be stuck in the think. cupboards. And the only thing that I have an issue with too is I look back and it's like the only real group that has stayed, I feel like, solid for consistent amount of time is the secondary. Like the secondary is so good. It, it's, is it, since Darrell Revis and all that, like I feel like they've always had a good secondary. Yes, there's been like holes to it if someone goes down. Or, yeah, like they were really good when they had Revis and Browner. It kind of fell off a little bit, but Butler still was there to and Jimmy the Jackson's here. Then they got Gilmore, and then they got, and now it's J.C. Jackson, and so Gilmore, J. Mack. I get and I get that, and it's like so why? My so you Jonathan don't have to Jones. look about. You don't have to like really draft for that position, and it's still so it's like. And again, so you always do, but they, they always and they throw always, a second or third round dart at a guy. And so it's like that. And on top of that, it also goes back to why don't you just take the best available player talent wise? Because it's like your team just needs talent. Just period. Sure There's nothing you don't have any specific thing that is considered good. It's you you need. So, you, I don't know. You, you, need, you need the talent the because is, you don't have it. Like we're one of the oldest teams in exactly. the league. And it's like. You stop trying to get these th- throwing picks away for more in the second and third round, so you can take a guy who you're gonna probably end up cutting because he's not that good. Or I just another fucking I don't Cyrus get it. Jones or some shit. I just I yeah oh, I don't oh, I don't understand oh. it. Like there's and then you and it sucks because then you I'm up waiting till eleven thirty and then we end Midnight, up trading yeah. out of it or we don't get like the most exciting pick that I can think of recently is Nikhil Harry. And then I was like, holy, wow, they actually did something somewhat out of the box and something that I would have never pictured them to do is take up. And they might have missed. I mean, and they, he had the ankle. Let's give him the benefit of the and doubt. And he's got, now he's, he, he was always told that he has to be low because of his stature. Now he's going to be higher up, which should give him more bursts or something like that. Something it's, like, yeah, he's been working with that footwork coach. Um, he said he lost a, he lost a good amount of weight this offseason. We actually tremor. talked about that, I'm pretty sure, at one point. Yeah. Um, so pr- shout out to us. 
But yeah, um, so I don't know. I just think it's like they're and then you see those picks that are the best available and they end up hitting for some other team and you're like, dude, how and it's a like, better team like that? the Saints or the it's just like, dude, why why can we take them? They clearly don't need anything. They just took him because they know he's talented and he's the best player on the board. Why don't you just do the same thing? The thing that's as backwards to me is that the strength you get from Belichick being your coach is that he can coach guys up. Like he's known for making guys better than they actually are. Like guys are better than some of their parts when they're under Belichick. And so I get trying to hit on guys like late in the rounds, like, okay, if we can get a superstar at pick thirty, like we we rocked over the steal of the draft. But it's sometimes it's like take the safe pick and then coach them up to a higher level. Like that's yeah. what you have like for teams that don't have good coaches, like I get like you need the guy to coach himself almost. Like in for example, in, in New York, like the Jets, like it's not like they coached up Jamal Adams. He was just a beast coming out of USC or and wherever just he got came from. Better with well, yeah, the help and now of- he's just better. But for for the I almost said for the Red Sox, I'm staring at that Red Sox poster. Um <laughs> for the Patriots, like Belichick can coach guys up. Just take the safe pick, make sure you hit on it. He doesn't have to be amazing. He doesn't have to be Michael Vick, like, t- talent and, level. And, like, even the, to a lesser degree with them, like, this this draft, I was screaming to, for them to take a wide receiver. Oh, and they did. 100%. And, and they didn't. And what did they do? They took the high upside, undrafted free agent. Jeff Thomas. Jeff Thomas. Who cut. Did, who got cut. Maybe he gets to the practice squad. We're hoping that. We're hoping maybe it's a reps issue because he missed a lot of training camp. But it's like, you could have taken so many of these guys in the third because it was so deep at this position and you took no one and the thing that it gets me is like and it wasn't even like it wasn't even solvable from like beat writers like usually like Jeff Howe for example Jeff Howe usually has all the answers for like this is why they did this like you can go to his timeline and he's usually like bantering back with fans because he's good about that and he's like well you there's a reason for this or Mike Reese does it too like well guys Belichick is probably thinking this all of them were fucking stunned that out of all the picks they had through seven rounds, no wide receivers were taken. And it was, everyone went into the draft knowing, like, it wasn't like a secret, like, watch for the Patriots maybe taking a wide receiver. It was like, no, no, the Patriots need a fucking wide receiver here. It was like one of their top team needs. It was the easy, easiest I don't, top I don't, team need. We don't mean to get this to be super Patriot-centric. Obviously, we just kind of jumped into NFL. We're doing and, deal and, with it. And here we, here we did. But, uh, <laughs> so the other major news that we wanted to touch on was um, Adrian Peterson <laughs> just got cut. From Washington, the Washington football team, and he's now on the Lions. <laughs> now he's on the Detroit football team. As good as he did last year, I feel like if you know, in a world, Geis, is, Geis is gone from yeah, because he from well, the Red Antonio well, Gibson. Did you hear what happened? Yeah, someone. I, I know yeah, what happened. He, I forget exactly what it was. He got it, some legal issues. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 like, it's like, like domestic abuse, domestic yeah, assault, or so. something, and it was pretty bad. But, I forget the d- details, and I don't want to speak yeah, ill of it when be wrong about it. But I brought that up though, is because why are they cutting running backs when? They already cut a running back. Like that that was kind of weird to me. So they what it says to me, um, and from other stuff that I've listened to, different podcasts, different different articles and whatnot, they love Antonio Gibson. They took him in the uh, third. Yeah, came yeah out no, of, yeah. He was like a uh, yeah, I remember that. Came part, out of yeah. Memphis. Um Oh yeah. He played both wide receiver and running back in college. This, yeah. And he played more wide receiver, I'm pretty sure. Ron Rivera compared his skill set to Christian McCaffrey. AP on the way out allegedly was saying they want someone to be a three down back and can do it all. And he's not anymore. And he basically was talking. He basically, I think he by name said Antonio, they drafted Antonio to do that. Hmm. Like it's the hype train is Antonio. I mean, I don't hype. I say hype train loosely. Yeah. Fantasy wise. I'm thrilled about it. Cause I drafted, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to draft him in every league I'm in. I got to draft at six. And since this episode won't be out till tomorrow, any of my fantasy members in this draft that I'm have tonight are gonna listen. Oh, you have your draft Hopefully, tonight. already have Antonio Gibson by the time you hear this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I am all aboard that hype train. I think Ron Rivera talked up, talk, compared him to Christian McCaffrey, which is like, okay, you know what that can do to an offense. Like, clearly you're looking for that. Yeah. And McCaffrey was MVP level this year. Right. Did and then win? you have. No, he didn't. Like, he had, no, like, he's got that comparison and potential skill set. I'm not saying he's going to be McCaffrey, but like, mm-hmm. if he can do some of the same things, it the value so is things. limitless. Yeah. And so. He's athletic. He can do that. AP, they cut AP because it's like, okay, so you lost two of the guys that you thought were going to be potential starters. Like, clearly they're buying into him. So. I find, I mean, I don't know where else he would have landed. Like, I don't want to be like, I find it weird that it's Detroit, but you figure he would latch on to like a contender or like someone he like, I know AP likes his playing time. I know, man. Um, right? like, just and not, the, not that I mean like that selfishly, either, like, oh, AP needs AP, like the AP show. I just mean like, of course the guy wants to play he later to in play. his career. And so, With, I mean. So why is he going to Detroit? You look at Detroit. That's Detroit. weird. Like why would, for example, the running backs aren't good. I wouldn't have minded him here. Like, I think he would have had a Steven Jackson type of year. That Steven Jackson thing was so annoying. But like he's behind Carryon Johnson immediately in Detroit. Like, but so Carryon wasn't very good last year either. Wasn't he hurt a lot though? I think so. But like you look at Detroit last year, and like when they were good at the beginning of last year, it was they were undefeated for a while, weren't they? Uh, yeah, they started out two and zero and one. Um. And, and it was and it was Matt Stafford. Yeah, it was yeah. like Matt Stafford throw us into these games, mm-hmm. and so he's a beast. It what he's a monster. I, I love Matt Stafford. He's it wasn't it wasn't like they were able to run the ball effectively. So it so I can get it. Like maybe he maybe he he booms there. Maybe he'll get all the goal line work. Yeah. Like, who are their offseason signs? Is their defense still ass? Like basically, last they, year the defense was terrible. They, they got Daron Harmon. <laughs> they got the closer. <laughs> the closer. The closer. He's good for a, a, a needless fourth quarter interception. And then they, I think they did something where they like, or, traded Quandre. Sometimes they're pretty big. Or, or a big fourth quarter. Was that in the middle of the season last year? or uh, this Before the draft. Quandre Diggs or whatever, and like to the Seahawks. I think they traded. There was something with the Seahawks and Lions, I believe. They got they really... Got it was either the Seahawks were mad that they traded the player, or the Lions were mad that they traded the player away. I was going to say, well, I'm, what comes to mind is that they, the Lions traded away Darius Slade to the Eagles. Like, yeah, that's yep. true. So they so already... Because so, oh yeah, they drafted... Um, oh, they drafted Jeff Okuda. Didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they took Okuda. Yeah, they did. That wow, that's that's a good pick actually. That is, um, yeah, every, I, I mean Okuda. that was the easiest mock draft in the world to say yeah, Jeff Okuda. Okuda to oh, you know, wow, that's gonna be we- they have DeAndre Swift too. They drafted him. Yeah, it's a very clogged. So that's field. DeAndre Swift, Adrian Peterson, and they have and Bo Scarborough. And Bo Scarborough played a lot last year. Yeah, Bo Scarborough, was... on Johnson, DeAndre Swift, and Adrian Peterson. Yeah, that's gonna be like a it's a clogged backfield. I I could see Adrian Peterson leaving again, like get probably getting cut sometime. Um, this Lions team pretty isn't bad. I'm not gonna lie. I'm looking at their like that. They were chart decent at the beginning they, of the year, so like yeah, there, there was like real hope for them to do something. Then, then everybody piled on Patricia for being a shitty coach and all that stuff. Like, um, so, I don't know. But, so transitioning to our last NFL topic. Yeah. So obviously, I have a fantasy draft tonight. It's fantasy football season. I'm so mad. I'm not in one this year. I'm I'm, I'm in a couple leagues. On. Zach's not in one. Miles, you in any leagues this year? I'm not. I want to be though. We, Nate wanted to start one. Maybe you yeah. and Nate and Steve and everything. Hey, we, we might be starting one. Can I just we, say could we, we get, could, we, could we get listeners in? We can, could. Can I just say really quickly, just rattle off this Lions defense? Um, holy Patriots! Bad, 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 bad. Uh, so, <laughs> Danny Shelton, Trey Flowers, Jamie Collins Sr., Deron Harmon. It's it's the junior league Patriots. The that's the new re- that's the new wild. Detroit Lions or the Detroit Patriots. Yeah, that's wild. The I New just, England Lions. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, so I forgot. I forgot they got Jamie Collins. Eh, I forgot they got Trey Flowers, to be honest. Quick breaking news, then, is allegedly we might be starting a fantasy league. We could. We could see. ah, If you want in, let us know. We'll see how this goes. Obviously, games start next Thursday, so this would be a quick quick turnaround. turnaround. We'd have to see how. We could could make it work, We'd have to draft, like, Wednesday or Tuesday. Wednesday at the latest. Yeah. Um, So excited. I have done a league where I drafted after the start of games, and it just auto... 
it like backdates the first two games. I did. And I, I signs the player scores and you win or lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so if you if you draft late, at least in ESPN when I did it, we drafted week three because it was a really late like alumni. It was a really late thing in college. Some guys want to do it and I just did it with them. Um, and when you it basically like you're starting. You know how when you draft like your it shows your lineup. Yeah. That starting lineup becomes your starting lineup for weeks one and two or mm-hmm. whatever weeks you miss. Yeah. And, and then it, it and then it backdates it. your games. Yeah. You get the scoring and then it goes. Okay. So that you could sense. draft because someone drafted RG three really early because he had went like thirty for their it was the RG three rookie year yeah and he like went off the first two weeks so he won his first two games because RG three put up like sixty points okay which was funny but which makes sense fancy football I want to ask one player each um one player you think is going to hit and like be good and the one that you think is going to be a bust I'm gonna I mean it it's easy to see well I guess you get a varying opinions on it but I'm going with Tom Brady for a boom um. I think he has plenty left. Um, watching him last year, it was not Brady's fault, that offense. It was around him and the whole nine yards. Um, I think he'll be f- more than fine in Tampa. Like, warranting, like, maybe MVP discussion is a little strong, but, like, even for me to say that, like, that means Brady's having a great year. Um, so I could see that. I think Brady's in a boom. I won't say my bust yet because I'll just let the boom go around the table. But, um, I mean, how can you not... I, I mean, I get... If your opinion on Brady is that he doesn't have anything left, then that's fine. But the offense around him, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronkowski's back. Um, they still have O.J. Howard. Now they have Leonard Fournette, and they have Ronald Jones. Um, like, they, <laughs> they're they loaded. So um, I can easily see Brady be the boom out of our selections here. Give you an interesting one. Um, Drew Locke. Oh, good pick. for Denver. Um, With Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. That's And they drafted, what's his name, Noah Fant, too. And I think they Noah drafted Fant Donovan Peoples. Do, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Michigan, baby. Wide receiver, they got him in the third round, I'm pretty sure, too. That's a good offer. Former five-star. He's he, so athletic. He, that team's going to be very, very That's interesting. Guy that I and they the got Patriots to get. Philip Lindsay, or Lindsay, and then I think they don't Melvin have Gordon. and yeah, they got Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Holy shit, that offense yeah. is good. So yeah, Drew Locks actually. They're going to be Locks probably. That's a good. He's got the tools. It's just and he's John got the Elway, arm, He's got the weapons. John Elway said he reminds him of uh, himself. Yeah. I remember my day. <laughs> reminds me of a young Elway, a young Don getting carried to a the Don. But yeah, so I think Drew Locks going to be because I mean I liked him coming out. Not like I didn't think he was going to be anything great, but I mean he he must, he must have the I loved potential. Drew Missouri. I mean, I know he was good last year. Finger Guns. He got the um, Young Jeezy song that he was singing. Yeah, it was re- going Great. nuts on the sideline. And um, yeah, I don't know. It should be pretty exciting. And but yeah, I think um, Drew Luck probably gonna be a boom. I was gonna say DeAndre Hopkins because I think Kyler Murray's just gonna force feed him like ridiculously. But we could also, I don't know. Maybe he's got a weird. And I don't like to say it, but injury maybe because he does get force fed so much, and people are gonna know. Kind of similar to the Texans, but I think the Texans were a little different. I don't know. Joe? So I was, I already kind of talked about it. So Antonio Gibson, I think, is going <laughs> to be. That's your boom. So not even like a boom. I just think that he's going to be a solid pick. So much better than what his value was for most fantasy drafts. I think he's going to be the starting running back in Washington, and he's going to have every opportunity to get three downs of work, it looks like. So he's, he's won. The other one I was gonna say is Damian Harris. Um, yeah, I I've been on the Damian Harris train since last year. Yes, when I didn't know this, but the last, but basically like 
the Patriots have before done that with a running back where they draft them and then don't let James them play. White, and yeah, it was James, James White. And then Shane Vereen did it too. James And James White did it. Yeah, I know yeah. I said James White. And James Vereen. So, James Vereen. So, those are guys that had to learn that they used primarily on third down, um, needed to pick up coverage, needed to pick up blocking assignments. Like, all the complicated parts of the offense a running back might It isn't just know. sticking them in there and running. It's... Exactly. And But he can run. Yeah. So, it's like <clears> if he can run... It's basically like take what James White brings to the offense. But let him run better. But be a bit bigger and be better between the tackles. And it's like, that's such a good running back to have on your team. Yeah. Like, if all, all the signs pointed to him winning the job outright, like, people people still look at him as the backup to Sony. And it's like, I, I think it's I think it's Damian Harris' job by week three. Like, I think Sony's going to be phased yeah, yeah. mostly out of the offense by week three. Which sucks here because I'm, I'm a Sony fan. But I can absolutely see that. Um, can I just say really quickly, too, is... Uh, <laughs> Before we do get to the bus, but uh, Clyde's Edward Edwards, Blair. I think he's also he's another they, guy they've been that raved on him they so love much in Chiefs him camp. in they Kansas City. Him. They think he's going to be Mahomes going to be crazy. Yeah, they think he's they're going to be a crazy. Do you see the new pass Mahomes is working on? No, he's it's working like, on something. Like behind, oh, great! It's like a behind the back or some shit. Like he's running these flicks behind his back, and Jesus. it's like actually accurate. It's ridiculous. Like if he pulls it out in game, then I give the fuck up. Um, like give up? What are you doing? All right, so who's your bust? My bust. It hurts to say. Um, I don't even know if it's really a bust. I just don't think he's going to have a good fantasy year for very obvious reasons. Uh, Cam Newton. I, I've seen a lot of hype around... Like, I think Newton himself... Joe, I think you were on my... Tra- were you on the train or was it someone else? And I don't. I didn't think Cam Newton was going to be very good because I'm not sure he had much left from the injury, but there's, there's hype coming out of Patriots camp, and they usually don't hype people up that much. Right. Is that he looks really good. He looks like 2018 Cam, which was... People forget was... His MVP year was 2015, but he was extremely good in 2018 early on. And so they're saying he looks like that again, which if he looks like that, I'm more than happy to be wrong. I was a Cam fan when he was on Carolina. Right. Um, I just didn't get enough left from the injuries. But So I've seen people talking about like, oh, Cam, top five quarterback back again. And it's like, I don't think he's the offense around him in New England to be a top five quarterback. The, the weapons are fucking atrocious. And that's not his fault. It's just more the same that it was in Carolina. Like there's nobody there with him. Besides Edelman, like, unless Nikhil Harry booms and Devin CSC booms and all that kind of stuff, like, I wouldn't be drafting Cam Newton high or having high expectations for him because it's Cam Newton, Julian Edelman, and Belichick playing tight end or some shit. Like, there's there's really not much there for him to work with unless everything goes right, especially after Sanu got cut. And I will say, too, I don't mean to cut you off, but, like, as much as we were talking about the running backs, they're all injured, too. Yeah, like, there's... Every, <laughs> the. The offense is a shit show again this year. Yeah. Um, which is incredibly frustrating. Even with the O line. Huh? Even the O line's kind of Yeah, like, they still they still haven't sorted all the O line completely. Like they Their tackles are their tackles atrocious. Are all, man. <sighs> That's what I'm scared about. The whole Cam Newton, like not you want to keep him upright, healthy, whatever. Him. Dude, not running as much, trying to keep him more as a pocket pass or whatever. Like he's got his few draw, like option plays that they designed for him, but I mean yeah, Other than that, that essentially, you would like him to stick in the pocket and, and not move if at the he age of has 31. to. Move if you have to at like yeah. all costs, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I wouldn't expect Newton to have a great year. If he does, more than happy to eat crow because that means, A, the Patriots are doing well, and B, uh, a guy from a team I like succeeding. Like That's pretty pretty basic, but um, I just don't think the offense is set up around him for him to succeed. Super and I don't, think that, I don't think that talks about Cam's skill set. I think that talks about how fucking bad the uh, weapons are. But can I say, too, who did he have other than Steve Smith Sr. <coughs> the Panthers? Well, that's the problem. He's like, used to not having Kel- weapons. Kelvin Benjamin. He was also never, a little younger and more athletic, so he could do more. But 
Right. Okay. Pedro, I'll, I'll totally give you that. that. He really, but he really, re- likes other McNeil. than Christian McCaffrey was probably the best player he's played with, other than Steve Smith Senior, and that was the last three years. And, and it was he wasn't even McCaffrey, healthy. Like really got the keys to the offense. Yeah, that was when McCaffrey was still trending. It was, and like, then they, it was like right when they forgot North Turner was when he started to go off. Sorry, Ted Ginn Senior. How could I be so oh, God, so rude? How could you, Teddy Ginn? That Devin Funches, all that talent. <laughs> but like, I that's know. what I mean. Like Devin Funches is oh, fine. Kelvin Benjamin. That's I already said. That's what I mean. Like he. Yeah, I said, Benjamin. Or I said right after season. Right, so I know that he's good, we've but he's... confirmed one thing is that Zach likes to talk, and not but he listen. doesn't like to listen. <laughs> there was a lot of names coming out of Miles' mouth. I know, there. I was spitting. I but... kept up. Hey, Calvin Benjamin. My IQ is like a four. Yeah, well. <laughs> he was a master, but, my IQ is four. But yeah, four. I don't know. I th- so, like he was saying, I think I think he's <laughs> got kidding, a, you all. a little bit of like, he's got a little bit of play with how much talent or lack of that is I mean, if the kill here is good, then He can make plays. That's Fine. the thing is like if he's if even if he's healthy enough to run, that's enough to open up the offense to be like workable. Mm-hmm. Because like Julian Edelman would probably have been the best receiver he's played with. Besides, Steve besides Smith. The, yeah. Well, Steve Smith was old as shit. Then. He yeah, was like I mean, thirty nine, forty. Yeah, that was, was, old. He that, was he still was he that yeah. old? I mean, I guess because he was in his prime on those. Was he on that 03 Carolina team in the? Yep. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, and he's then, um, old as dog Muhammad. Shit. Something and then um, he went to the and then he went to the Ravens like yeah. his last year and then he tore his whatever yeah. he was like no, oh, I'm Steve, done. Steve Smith was, was on that old three Carolina so like team. I think yeah. I really think that Julian Edelman, Edelman be, could very easily. Then again, Edelman's old now too. Edelman's thirty five and coming off surgery. So you got to make sure he's fine this year too. True, a healthy Edelman. Yeah, a health a healthy Edelman. Right, Miles, prime. who's your bust? I will say, um, sorry, Cam. Th- <laughs> Super Cam. Easy one would probably be Dak, but because I think he's the whole. I, don't, I just don't think Amari Cooper's hurt or some shit. I, I he's just still not. He's whatever. limited right now. Dax, Dak, he's gonna be Pre-emptive. okay. But my guy, the guy that I'm the, gonna say, go ahead. The, go the ahead. Amar, I will jump because no, mine is fine. Amari Cooper actually. Yo. Um. So. Oh. Amari, the and it's not even really injury. I like Amari, that though because it helps me too. <laughs> Amari Cooper is. He's not hurt. They're do. It's something where they're monitoring his. I don't know. I I heard snaps. it today. It's something where like I saw getting out of the shower this morning. Yeah, so like apparently they have something where they're doing individual reps and then they're checking on them and it's like, oh, you're a little tight, so we're gonna limit you now, so you don't hurt yourself. Like a pitch count, kind of. Yeah, it's 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 like when you're on a pitch count oh. early on, so you don't hurt yourself because you're a little, you're still a little load tight. Load management. You have a, load so. management. It's basically essentially it's, it's load management. <laughs> essentially, it's essentially load management <laughs> practice. I still think it's him, even if it's not the injury, because I think eventually he'll probably wear down. And we've seen him at stretches in um when he was in Oakland, right? Like he wasn't that good for what he was supposed to be. Yeah. And he was, he was dominant coming out of like Julio Jones type dominant coming right. out of Alabama. So he's he disappeared in Oakland, played well in Dallas. Got dumped except, on by Gilmore. <laughs> except now you have Michael Gallup, who he's is a good receiver. Getting yeah. a lot better, yeah. And you you got C D Lamb. Oh, that's so nice. And like you didn't need to draft CD Lamb, but he just fell there. He just fell there, and J- and Jerry Jones was like, "Whoa, we're gonna take." Now him. he's drafting on his evil yacht mansion. His, yeah, his evil <laughs> James Bond villain mansion. <laughs> um, but like they drafted CD Lamb. Like I could very easily see a situation where like there's not enough targets to go around now because it just doesn't work. Yeah. And like I don't know if it's I don't know for me if it's a if it's a slight on Dak. I think I don't think Dak's great. I think a lot of that could have been Kellen Moore's offensive system, mm-hmm. um, which I think will still be good. Isn't he still there? Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's McCarthy's the head coach, but they kept on Kellen Moore, yeah. so I still have optimism for the system. He's not going to be there long. But 
Kellen Moore is going to get fast tracked to a head coach job within like three years. When yeah. they're when they're mediocre this year, or they go like nine and seven, I don't I don't even know if Kellen Moore is going to get fast tracked in Dallas. I think he's going to go the route that like people saw, like Sean Payton, not Sean Payton, Sean um, McVay, Sean, Sean McVay, McVay say, yeah. as like an assistant that like was really Zach really Taylor, really good. Matt Lafleur, he's going to go that route. Like they're going to see him, and I think there's more hype for him. I think there should be more hype for Kellen Moore coming up. Yeah. Then what there was for like Zach Taylor and like whatever, because Kellen Moore, if he was like two inches taller and like was an athlete, was a better athlete would probably would have been a top 10 pick Mm -hmm. in the draft because of how good he was at Boise state. Yeah. Yeah, He was was such a mentally strong player because he didn't have a strong arm and he was small that like he's the perfect couldn't make it in the player, but got to the point where he was fighting for it to get to a national championship in college at D one because of how smart he was. Kind of like how Brad Stevens was in college to it, like at DePaul. He was so smart as a player that like he, even after being 5'11 and having absolutely no hops, he was still playing college ball for a little bit. Before, because like, he was that good just that, like, there's, like There's guys like that that are just that smart. That, like, so I think Kellen Moore is going to get fast-tracked to an NFL coach. Um, I don't know if it's in Dallas, but I don't think it's a system issue. I really just think that there's going to be, with how unreliable Amari Cooper has been in his career as a whole, <laughs> And there's Michael Gallup's a good number two. CD Lamb could explode because he's talented. Thank you. you love CD, and Lamb. you also yeah. and you also have Zeke at that offense. So like, there's not enough touches. I don't I don't think that Amari Cooper is going to be like so a not wide receiver one. Yeah, like not necessarily a bust, but just like a for his draft position, he probably won't live up to it. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I don't think he'll be a top twenty wide receiver in fantasy. Mm-hmm. I think, so do you want to go back to Dak? Yeah, no. Well, that was the thing. I wasn't gonna pick Dak. I just thought he'd be an easy one because of Fuck his Dak. contract and the. Yeah, just I just jumped in. Cowboys we started talking to Mari, and I didn't know. Wanna, I was like, I might as well jump in. It was easy though because I'm gonna stick with the same uh, position group. But my real bust, I think, is gonna be Stephon Diggs. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm 100. Josh Allen. <laughs> oh, I love that. I don't, Josh Allen blows. I don't think it's like he's gonna be terrible, but I just don't think he's gonna put up Viking stats. And I also think he was like, because helped. Allen. He was kind of not protected but he had Adam Thielen oh, so like when he has someone or not oh, a great game I'm a, I'm a, I'm a are John Brown isn't here. Adam Thielen you're telling me that John, John Brown isn't Adam Thielen I mean, oh, he's so, pretty good I can't hate he had like a thousand almost a thousand yards last year I'm pretty sure John Brown did my, th- my thing with Diggs though is that he's just so talented that like and I, I think he was misused in Minnesota for a lot of the time like I really think that like he gives you that factor of a he can catch the deep ball which is Josh Allen yeah Kirk Cousins couldn't even reach mm-hmm. him half the time right but the other thing too is he has that kind of break, like the explosiveness to be like to get open on a slant or break like an in intermediate route and then break it. Mm-hmm. Like he's not like obviously he's not like Tyree Kill and he's not gonna like completely outrun everybody, but he could catch he a seven yard speed, slant yeah. and turn it to a twenty five yard gain mm-hmm. because he is dynamic still. I just worry about I'm I'm there with you because I worry about the quarterback situation. Josh Allen, like I I have absolutely zero faith in Josh Allen. Um, I know our friend Nate is a big Josh Allen guy because of. Pardon my take and like the jokes that run around Josh Allen, but I think he fucking blows. Like the amount of me- like that he was in was it Houston they played when he fucking lateraled the ball because he didn't oh want to get tackled. Was, it wasn't so even bad. it wasn't even a fourth down. Like, there was no need to lateral. Like, he just fucking flipped behind his back like he was like funny. Like he was a circus clown. Oh, God, it was, was like, so dude, bad. you're a dumbass. Like you can't hit short routes. And Bills fans, actually, he was a really accurate intermediate short quarterback. Shut the fuck up, Josh Allen. No, like I See, maybe I I'll leave my words, but. I don't know. I don't even think it's. I, I think it's Allen. I just think it's because he's now going to be the the guy. Oh, so that's what you, that's your take on. And I just think, well, that and again, I just, I also think a new system and stuff too. I, you always know, like you yeah, never know like how that's going to put like a guy. He, he he's been in it forever. I don't know his. I don't know. I'm not saying he's 
a bad or, or not bad, yeah, but a dumb so player. But Minnesota, because I remember I was in an argument once about how good he was. And like his first year, they let him play anywhere. Slot out wide, didn't matter. Then they like primarily only let him play slot. Mm-hmm. And then he only played outside because mm-hmm. they moved Thiel into the slot. Yeah. So like he's played the entire gamut of routes in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But like he clearly can run them all. It's just, but I get what you're saying. Like, if he's so ingrained in one system, it's a different system. Is it gonna? Is it also? Do we have faith in the Buffalo Bills at all? No. I mean, I actually think defense, that they're gonna yes, be their good. Offense, no. I, yeah. I mean, I was very big on the Buffalo Bills will win the division until we got Cam in a healthy Cam. So yeah, if Cam's healthy, Cam, then I think it's a fight. But the the Bills' defense is just as good as the Patriots' defense, probably yeah. better now because of the losses that the Patriots had. Um, yeah. But I just look at their like offense. I can I can see what Miles is saying. 100%. I, I just they don't have a good offense. Like I, and it's just gonna be him. Like that's what, I mean. So he may put up good. I don't know. Maybe they have that not. Devin, they have, I, I, that, I just he may put up good numbers, but I just don't. What? What's that? Not, or da, what? Fuck. Devin, what's his Zach name? Moss? No, 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 no. Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox. Oh. They, I was trying to think of like the Bills like offensive situation, and it's yeah. like they have. Yeah, it's not because they have Devin Singletary and. Yeah. Zach Moss as their running backs. And then, yeah, Dawson Knox is the tight And then it's Stephon Diggs, Diggs and John Brown. John Brown, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. And then Dawson Knox. <laughs> the and knockoff Julian Edelman. Yeah, dude. And the, yeah, I don't know, man. I could see That's that what now. I would say, though. Okay. Damn, their secondary is sick, though. Can't yeah, lie. Trey White, yeah, Tredavious White, got, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Levi Wall, Josh Norman. You know, you know who's going to get paid? He's going to get paid somewhere. I hope it's with the Patriots. Is J.C. Jackson when he comes up for a, a renew? Like he's he's legitimately like yeah, it's really underrated. He's, he's like a top ten quarterback corner, status. Like his near stats it. show it. He's he's ridiculously good. Pro he's football, just, pro he's football focus. Like he could be like there was Gilmore. a there was a beat reporter. I remember um in his rookie year, it, well it came from a beat reporter, but from from a scout, um a talent evaluator. They were like J.C. Jackson has better physical tools than Stephon Gilmore, and he's going to be better than Gilmore. Which is crazy because Gilmore won Defensive Player of the Year and you like unanimously the best cornerback like, in the league by far. Um, yeah, like, Jason, like Pro Football Focus loves him. And, he's and always like one of their top five corners. He's wicked physical. He has good size, good tracking. Like he 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 has many good cor- like. There's not like you don't look at him. and You're like shit. If he just had this one more cornerback skill, then like damn, he gets burnt all the yeah, time. Like, or, he, damn, he doesn't have he the always, speed to keep yeah. up or some shit. Like he has the smarts, but he doesn't have the speed. Kind of like Jordan Richards used to have and shit. Like he has. Everything and there's a reason he's the number two corner there. He's just so young um, that I think Belichick always puts Jason McCourty above him just for experience wise. Um, but I just talk about secondaries. I didn't mean to turn this into this, but I love no. JC Jackson. I really hope he gets paid here because the Patriots have a bad habit of letting guys go, like Trey Flowers, for example, when they don't want to pay him. Yeah, and they think they can just supplement him with somebody else, and it doesn't always work out because Belichick's Belichick. Chandler Jones. Well, they've like, definitely gone nice. the route of because there's always like two things, right? Like with a second with the defense, like you need. A shutdown corner. You need, you either need a, like a shutdown secondary or you need a crazy good pass rush. Yeah. Like those are the two things you really need. Like and obviously that, you'd be good against the run too. But and you've like, seen belt, both sides of Belichick doing it. 07 or uh, 11, 2011, they had a good pass rush and a shitty secondary. There was like Ellis Hobbs and like all them. But last year it was a crazy secondary that was getting covered sacks. They right. Would, it would give the front seven enough time to get down there. And um, then like you had the you had the stupid defenses, oh one, oh three, oh four, that was just good. Every, like, every, every, like the linebackers just, were good, the line was good. They had Ty Law in the secondary. The secondary was Lord Malloy in 01 and shit like that. So and then um Rodney Harrison in later years. So yeah, I mean we know how Belichick builds a defense, so he'll pay someone. It's just the fact of like like for, we all thought Butler was gonna be the guy that got paid. And then Gilmore came out of left field and Butler was gone. And rightfully so, Gilmore's a thousand times better than Butler is. Yeah. Because I couldn't you I mean Butler at his, at his peak was like a top 10 cornerback in the league. And like, 
Belichick did it again. Now. No, not, not now. Now he sucks. Now he's like now he's asked like, at his peak when he was with the Patriots and like he was going against like Antonio Brown and opening days and stuff like that. It was like, all right, Belichick found another good corner like out of nowhere. Um, so I expected him to get paid, but then Gilmore came out, and so I always have that in the back of my mind that they might do that with J.C. Jackson. It's like you think he'll he'll get paid, but they find something wrong with him. J.C. Jackson's gone, and then they bring in someone else. Like I would rather them just pay J.C. Jackson as long as he deserves it. Like. He's going to be really good, so I hope they keep him around. That's all. All right, so we're going to wrap up. Any, do we have any closing thoughts other than that? Uh, Patriots are going 11-5. and five. Uh, <laughs> It starts Sunday. I'm so Can't excited. believe that it's Sunday. Uh, oh, Thursday's going to be lit with who's, the who's Texans and Chiefs. Texans Chiefs, I think. Which is going to be sweet. Oh, shout, uh, shout out to Deshaun Watson for... Did you guys see that yesterday? He got paid. He got paid. On sports, and he was like crying with his family. Yeah, that was cool. I'm like, that was a cool moment, so shout out to Deshaun Watson. Um. Excited. Football's back, baby. I can feel in the air. I can smell it. Football, football season. Good stuff. I'm, I'm excited for football. Uh, that'll be my closing thought, too. I'm excited football's back. We we kind of turned into almost an NBA-centric podcast for a little while there. and I mean, kind of rightfully so, too. Rightfully so. I mean, there wasn't a ton of other stuff going on. I don't keep up with hockey as much, so like I wouldn't be able to have Miles and the I strongest, could do a hockey podcast, but... Strongest... Uh, that'd be a side thing. The strongest hockey takes. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited the NFL's back. It gives us something else to talk about, and obviously I just love football. Like football and basketball, are probably my top two. Yeah, mine goes NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, um, in that order. Flip NFL and NBA, and that's where I'm at. So I mean, I'm pretty sure Miles is the exact same way I am. So uh, you didn't hear what I said, did you? Like probably NFL, basketball, and then hockey and baseball. That's, yeah. So, so me and Miles are the same. Good Joe. Yeah. And I had basketball first, his, then NFL. His hockey is just higher than my hockey. Yeah. Is what I'll get. Um, golf. Yeah. Because I can't throw. I mean, golf is. I'm. I'm I love golf. But that's that's. <laughs> you would have PGA Tour number one if he could. No. Talking no, about no PGA Tour would be three. It's different. <laughs> PGA Tour would be three for me, but it's not a major sport, so I didn't put it in. Um. But I mean, yeah. Besides that, I'm excited, I'm excited for the all right to come back. Woo! All that. Yeah, um, we're excited for you all to listen to this. Thanks again for uh, listening, and we're obviously sorry again that you know we, we missed, missed an episode life. there. There's a lot stuff of happens. Stuff happens, Forgive but we got us. you a nice long one here. So I'm, yeah, I'm hoping to run too long with me rambling. We're probably over an hour and something by now. I Last think. I checked, we were at like an hour, like at an hour. So I think How we're long? at an hour going into fantasy stuff. So probably we're probably like an hour fifteen. Yeah. All right. That's, well, it's not too bad. Not too bad. So hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys enjoy and uh, be on the be on the lookout for a potential roundtable podcast fantasy league. Yeah, something like dot, that. Dot dot dot. Who knows. We'll, we'll tweet out some uh we'll talk about the details we'll tweet that out maybe probably monday um yeah. something like that Alrighty. but see y'all later see ya you guys stay safe thanks deuces